Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, the podcast where two 30-year-olds guide you through the latest trends, creators, and stories from the TikTok universe. I'm Melissa Rosen. And I'm Dina Greenbaum. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hi, Dina. Hi, Melissa. How are you? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm good. We're back at it again with an exciting week of TikTok updates. We have a fantastic guest on later, our first professional fitness coach. And Justin is just an all-around great guy and a great person to talk to about TikTok. Yeah, he was so sweet. I really, I watched all of his content. And number one was like inspired to work out, which is no small feat these days. He makes it like really simple where it's like everything you can just like do at home um, to stay strong and fit. Um, But the best surprise was that when we started asking him like, what does your For You page look like? And who are your favorite creators? He's like super into just all the weird comedy sides of TikTok that we are too. So that it was very fun conversation. Yeah, and I think Melissa learned what glutes were for the first time. <laughs> I thought he was referring to bread. <laughs> well, before we get to that, the exciting news this week as surrounding Perez Hilton and TikTok, because he came out with this batshit nine-minute video because he got banned from TikTok. And in this video, he's legitimately crying, begging TikTok to come back. And he's also literally groveling. He says the words grovel, beg the D'Amelio family to get back on TikTok. It's, It's a sight for sore eyes. I am feeling numb and I don't want to seem overly dramatic, but I feel like my world is crumbling. This feels like a death to me. And I want to reveal that in a Hail Mary pass, hoping for a Christmas miracle, I have reached out to Charlie D'Amelio and her family. I messaged them on Instagram, begging them for help. If anybody could help me right now, it is Charlie D'Amelio's family. And with all of the humility in the world. I grovel to them and I pray that they can find kindness in their heart to please help me. I don't even know if they've seen, they may not even check their message from me. I just like clean yourself up, stand up, get off the floor. Do we know why he was banned like is it a has any more information come out do you know before i start speaking at a turn (laughs) well there was a new york times article written about it and basically and and perez hilton says this in the video too and it's basically that he did not abide by community guidelines and he was cited for bullying nudity which he's like that's false and there was one other thing so it was just like the community guideline mess up so here's my thing. I know a handful of people who have been banned by TikTok recently. And I will 
will say they also had very dramatic meltdowns. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess there's just something with TikTok that triggers people in a very dramatic way. So first, a friend of mine got banned and she was like, oh, whoops, it's because it's an account for her dog. And she put that her dog was like four years old. And they were <laughs> like, oh, like four-year-olds can't be on this app. So they banned her. But then like all she did was like contact customer support and explained and they were like, oh yeah, sorry, you're unbanned. And then I had another person who had the same exact same thing happen where, and I said to her, I was like, it might be your age, but they freak out thinking that like, oh my God, like I must've violated the law somehow. Like I think the <laughs> reason, like when TikTok just says you violated our community guidelines, like it literally people think they're going to be arrested and it's like no you probably yeah just like they misinterpreted your age or you know something and i i will bring in my like tech know-how at this point i've like worked in the tech industry for like five years now and i worked at a dating app and we did this exact same thing and had all of these same problems where you you try to automate flagging so it's like yeah for us it was nudity was the big thing so it was like if some computer robot detects nudity in any of our users photos it will flag it and then shut down their account but of course there are flaws with this system the robot is wrong sometimes or things are jokes that aren't interpreted correctly like it's not a human it doesn't understand like context but I'm sure TikTok is going through the same thing I've gone through at tech companies where there is just like that growing pains where you want to keep people safe. You want to keep your app like safe and secure, but you're balancing that with just not having enough humans to actually like handle the workload. So you end up accidentally like flagging and banning a lot of people because I've been seeing this happen a lot. Like Perez's story comes on the wave of me having like actual friends who have been banned. So my initial reaction to seeing him was just like, I'm like, Perez, just like check your fucking profile. Like maybe you're accidentally three years old. Like, it, I, and I just no. am like, it's bothering me that like, he's so dramatic about it. Like to me, this seems like a very technical, just like there really are robots on the back end just being like, oh, it was flagged. Like maybe if he speaks to customer support, they'll be like, oh, no, it was wrong. You're you're wrong. You're wrong. He did take it a step further. So he said initially, he's like, I definitely just thought it was like the algorithm. It messes up. I understand that sometimes, but then like people come back on, but he contacted someone at TikTok and they were just like, sorry, ma'am, you're banned and your backup account is banned. So he had a backup account. So he literally received a message like this is like more than just an algorithm. Like someone from TikTok said like, you're banned forever, including your backup account. Like you can what? never be on this app. So he thinks it's because he was being critical of the D'Amelios and some other cre like really popular creators of the app. And so then he had a bunch of people from their armies, like a bunch of Charlie stance oh, coming to his account it. and flagging and reporting yeah. it. Yeah. So he kept reporting it, which again, like, right. He's like, well, that's what I do. I criticize accounts. But to your point, forget tech, forget the bots, like seeing a grown man cry oh, over losing God. TikTok and grovel to the D'Amelios is like, this is where we are in 2020. It's like, <laughs> Kim, people are dying. Like, Is this who we are? <laughs> yeah. like, like the fact that TikTok has that much power, right. that's what is so 
like I'm in awe of like someone who was this cultural phenomenon, Perez Hilton in the early 2000s, now being banned from a social media platform is news like worthy of the New York Times. And like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so strange that we've come here at the Ooh. end of 2020. Um, but we'll be following to see what happens with Perez. I don't know. Do you think he's gonna they're gonna let him back? I just I think this is the stupidest thing. Like, sorry, I'm being critical of him being critical. <laughs> like, but yeah. this is just so yeah, this isn't newsworthy. Like th- this, uh, like just another example. Like, I really do feel like this is just like, people not understanding tech to some degree, like there used to be guys who would just report girls, like report them as inappropriate, just because they like, didn't like them. And then it was my job in customer support to be like, stop doing that. Like you're screwed. Because that did happen where then those girls would be incorrectly flagged as like having inappropriate content. So again, I'm just I feel like I'm seeing the back end of this. And I think like, Perez is taking this personally as if somebody at TikTok has a personal vendetta against him and I just feel like I can almost guarantee that like they're literally people at TikTok are just like doing their jobs like you're just numbers in a screen like and it bothers me yeah that like oh that like the New York Times would pick this up like I just feel like there's a very objective answer to this and this weird narrative they've created around it is very off-putting to me. <laughs> yes, I, I I could agree with you on that. And uh, it'll be exciting to see where it goes. I hope he stays banned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, like, he's just not, well, I'm going to bring this back to The Crown for a second because I just watched it. Uh, <laughs> I'm make it, me watch The Crown. <laughs> I just watched an episode. It's basically like, Queen Elizabeth needs to change with the times. Like people are no longer deferential. And I had to look up that word today because Mm -hmm. they used it so much in the crowd, but they're not deferential and you need to change with the times, be more transparent. Like Perez Hilton, he says he's changed with the times and he stopped bullying and he, but he really hasn't like, he's reporting on the same shit. He's causing the same drama. Like, you gotta you gotta know what the people want and the charlie stands and these other big creators the fans like they don't want you yeah well and it's funny too because there's been so much weird controversy and conflict with a lot of these tiktokers right like we all these people get canceled all the time and like right. i i mean i somewhat know about it but it's funny because like i feel like Perez is not doing anything more like evil than they would be doing. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not super familiar with any of their content, but that's true. It's not our side of TikTok, but let's get to our side of TikTok. And Justin and his account Peach Club is definitely not dancing TikTok or straight TikTok. It is fitness TikTok and it is the best of fitness TikTok. Yes, let's get to it. Justin is a personal trainer and fitness coach with a closet obsession for all things TikTok. He has a background in marketing, fitness, of course, and was an improv instructor for several years. He started his TikTok page, Peach Club, during the fitness lull that came along with the global pandemic. As of late, he is Michael Burke's latest superfan, thanks to Too Old for TikTok. An interesting fact. 
He has only lived in cities that start with B and states that start with M. Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, Justin. Thanks for having me. How are we doing? Good, good. So we're so thankful that you found us through our Instagram because you're our first professional fitness coach that we've had on. And what I love about your page is like you genuinely want to help people and um, you provide like a great blend of education and entertainment. And also it's astounding that you posted your first TikTok video on September 13th and you now have more than 130,000 followers. So I'd love for you to tell us, explain your TikTok journey for us. Yeah. So I think like every other millennial, I found it in, during the pandemic. So like maybe we would call it second wave yeah. of joining TikTok. Maybe <laughs> there's all the early adopters. And now we have the millennials jumping on during the pandemic. And I have a I have a personal page like that does not do very well. And I just jumped on. I like started playing with videos, of course, and like got really interested in it. And of course, my personal page has no focus. It's just like life and me having fun. Um, and then in September I was just, I was working out one day and I was like, you know, there's just like not a lot of great fitness advice on this. And yeah. it's all very aesthetic folk, like, I don't know how to put it. Like, uh, look at me focus, look at how hot I am, that type of thing. And I was like, I, I want to cut through this noise and, you know, put out something that is educational, but also has kind of a fun lean to it. And, and is a little more creative than what was on the platform. Cause a lot of it was just videos of people working out and here's my routine and it, there wasn't like much creativity to it and so I I was working out I set up the camera and I you know posted a video just an intro hey I'm Justin this is what I want to do on the platform and went to bed and I woke up and there was like 400 people had followed and I was like whoa that's that's crazy what because um, I had not seen that with my personal profile by right. any means <laughs> Um, and then I was like, okay, I guess I'm shipping daily uh, and just started, you know, day by day hitting content. I think it was on the third day. I just explained what the glutes do, um, which is the kind of the core focus of the page, right? As if, if the listeners haven't checked it out. Um, and that, that blew up just like explaining what these things are. Um, and then from there, which kept iterating and iterating and have more fun. And here we are, what, three months later and <laughs> we're in the thick of it. So guess I'm a TikToker now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and a successful one at that. Yeah, I feel like it is. It's like the key is to pick one specific thing and just go after it. And I love the name Peach Club. So yeah, oh, we you. we wanted to ask like what like what made you choose? Yeah, like focusing on fitness and strengthening like butts and glutes, and then using yeah. that you know the peach emoji. Like what? Why did you choose that? Why is it working for you? Um, so there's a couple of different, so my old gym, I actually had a glute focused class, um, that was called peach club. And I think I just came to be because of the emoji and I was like, okay, the emoji peach people get that club. And it was fun. Like we, we did it a couple of times, you know, uh, throughout the year and we just focus on building strong glutes, which is actually really important if you're trying to build like a healthy functional indiv individual. And our glutes are kind of, are, they're on attack right now because we sit so much, especially with the pandemic. And like, they're like one of the muscles that can actually like shut off and atrophy. And they're just so crucial to one being healthy and functional and saying injury proof, but also like living a long life. Like if you look at people and, and their independence and their longevity, like the ability to get out of a chair and stand up or get off the ground is like one of the biggest predictors of how long they'll stay independent. And the glutes are a primary driver of that. 
And so I was like, well, this is, I don't know, like all this stuff is circling. Like it's very independent. The people I work with don't focus on it enough, but then there's also this group that wants it like aesthetically. So like, how do I marry it to kind of use the, use the glutes and the peach is like a Trojan horse for just like sound fitness and health advice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think like my, I have a strong background in marketing and I was like, oh, I'm going to brand the crap out of this. <laughs> and, like, oh, yeah. You know, like I got to keep it memorable. So like I spent some time like really digesting TikToks and digging into like the how to, you know, create a niche on TikTok and a lot of the content out on YouTube. And I was like, I got to need something that's catchy that people remember because a lot of people do personal pages and it's really hard. Like even, planning for this i knew you guys are going to ask me like what are your favorite pages and like i know my favorite pages but like if you ask me to like recite their names and like spell it out like they're too long i don't remember mm -hmm. them they just kind of show up every day because i enjoy their videos um wow. so long story short that's it's kind of how peach club came to be yeah that's amazing and how did you get into fitness in general yeah i mean i've always been in a, an avid um, athlete in high school and, and in college you know and one of my tiktoks kind of walks through the story in college i was coming off of being a wrestler for my life and had like a really bad relationship with food and i would um just run for long periods of time i was living in montana at the time so i got really into long distance running and biking and i like had this terrible relationship with food where I saw it as something that needed to be burned off. And that comes from like cutting weight, which is a practice in wrestling. And so I got really into it. And then I started working with a coach and she was like, Hey, like you're really good at like moving in one direction for a long period of time. You should think about being more well-rounded and more functional here. And she turned me on to kind of like functional fitness as it was coming to be in strength and conditioning and so I got into that and I got into some personal, personal training certifications that come out of college and, you know, started working at a gym and that's, it's kind of how I got into it. And now it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's fun to kind of marry the two. And like, I love marketing. I love, you know, brand building, copywriting, creative, but I also like the, you know, like the gym and like the workout and like helping people on that end of things too. Yeah. Which leads perfectly to my next question. Like what makes TikTok the right medium for this? Yeah. So I remember like when I, when everyone was getting on Instagram, um, I remember being like, oh man, I'm already late to this game. But like the next platform that comes up, like I'm, I'm going to be one of the first to jump on it. And I was even late to TikTok, like, but I remember like hopping on and, and I think what made TikTok the right platform was it's built around the finding content and less around necessarily following the people, you know, and the beauty of it is like good content rises to the top, whether it's coming from a, a brand or a, an influencer that's been in the space for a long time, or like somebody who's just really funny, like the people you've had on your guys' podcast here, and they all like all kind of rise up because of because of TikTok. And that's what I like love about it is it's taking these people that are just really fascinating people that maybe didn't have access to, you know, they're not maybe not living in the right city or they don't know the right people to create content and just like bring it to the masses and, you know, the algorithm takes care of the rest. So when I, when I was, you know, diving into TikTok, I was like, this is it. Like, this is the fastest way to build an audience and get, get a message out there if you do it correctly. And, and that's kind of why I think it, it works well for it. Plus it's very visual. So you can explain things, you can go deep. Um, the minute is a nice kind of constraint to get it simple if you can. Um, but you can still explain yourself in depth. Yeah. That, and I feel like what you've done really well too, is like, engage your viewers in a really smart way. Like it's so cool. Like I was going through all your videos 
And on all of them, the comments are just like asking you for more information. Like they're hungry for like, oh, what do you recommend for this? And and hey, can you do this next? Like, it's really cool how you hit this like really smart informational way to like hook people that they, they want to know more. They want to keep coming back. You're a trusted resource. Like, tell us about sort of like the community you formed. Like, yeah, presumably these aren't people you knew beforehand. Yeah, for sure. And there's a great book for this called Superfans, which is all about, it's kind of a marketing focused book built on around building an audience. But one of the, the key tenants is like the first time that somebody interacts with whatever you're putting out there, like try and engage them and respond to them because that's their first touch point. So I try and make it a practice to respond to all like reasonable first comments. Obviously there's the trolls and whatnot, but yeah. even them I'll engage because I don't know, I got thick skin, so I'll have some fun with them. Yeah. Um, but I try and engage everybody that comments. Sometimes it gets harder, especially when a post blows up to and it just gets so buried. But I try and engage everybody and I'm constantly asking them like, you know, what else do you want to see? Because if I know that if it doesn't answer a question that everybody else has, especially in an educational context, like it's going to fall flat. So mm-hmm. I might as well, you know, continue to use them as, as their, as the flywheel to coming up with more content because that's, I mean, shipping content every day, as you guys know, is, is tough. Like you need a lot of ideas, you know, it might be after the work day and you're drained and you're like, what am I going to do today? It's nice to have a bank of 20 questions that people have asked and they know they want, you know, want answered. Totally. Yeah, definitely. What's your worst troll comment? I get, um, it's, I haven't had too many that were too bad. And like, it's fun to see, I don't know if you guys saw in the comments, like, the, the peach club themselves is like starting to chime in and like they'll uh they'll like beat them up for me like i don't even have to engage them like yes. it's awesome yeah. um one of the biggest ones was it was a video early on and it started with a face you know a, a, a video of my face doing a slow-mo with a really heavy kettlebell swing and i was wearing a mask and like the weight of the kettlebell swing like pulled me down pulled the mask down like mm. below my nose and so i think that video went viral because people blew me up for like not knowing how to adequately wear a mask. And I'm like, okay, first off, there's nobody else in the gym. Don't worry. Like, I'm not going into your videos and saying, why aren't you wearing a mask in the comfort of your own home? But that actually worked my advantage because they they chimed in and they're commenting, like, call me dumb, blah, blah, blah. blah. (laughs) And then, you know, their engagement was boosting the post. And so that was one of the, it was like, I think the second or third one to go viral that got me a lot of users and followers of people that are like, nah, I don't care. Like, I read the comments. I know he's, he's not an idiot. And this, this, you know, this information is really helpful. So it worked to my advantage, but um, they got pretty mean in there. And (laughs) I was like, whatever, like, I'm going to stop explaining myself. Like, yeah. I know yeah. how to wear a mask. It just falls down sometimes. Yeah. When you're swinging a huge kettlebell to and fro. Yeah. 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 And I appreciate that you wear a mask in every video where you're at the gym because I feel like most people don't. And I think that's important to show. So the fact that you got trolled on it falling down is kind of insane. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like, and of course, like we, you know, there's members that follow me and I don't want to have where I'm in a state where we're mandated to wear masks inside still. And I don't want them to see those videos and be like, Hey, Justin's able to work out without a mask. But when I come to class, like I have to wear a mask, like that's a double standard. Um, And it's funny to see like these, usually it's these macho, like alpha, 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 quote unquote, bros that come (laughs) in and like, why are you wearing a mask? That's so sus. And I'm like, the whole point of like going to the gym is doing something tough, like, and like stressing your body. Like you can't, you can't pony up to wear a mask, but, um, 
I don't know. I just think it's funny, but yeah, I, I try and I try and keep it in all my, in all mine just because uh, I know I know my members are watching. Yeah, I love. So wait, we, you mentioned in the intro, and we do have to. We got to hear this. So you said you've only lived in cities that start with B and states that start with M. Yeah. Okay. Explain. So. So uh, yeah, I grew up in Bloomington, Minnesota, which is home of Mall of America. If anybody's been there, um, okay. suburb of Minneapolis. And then I moved after high school to Bozeman, Montana, because I just wanted to play in the mountains and I love the outdoors. And, <laughs> and I knew I had to get a college education, but I wanted to do, I wanted to ski most of the time <laughs> while I was doing that or hike and bike. And, uh, and then I moved to Boston, Montana here, or Boston, Montana, Boston, Massachusetts here. So oh. odd string of three, I don't know, Biloxi, Mississippi, maybe, or Bangor, Maine. Oh my gosh. That's got to stick to the DNM. That's, That's so amazing. funny. <laughs> oh, see, we'll see. Wow, so you're in the city now. Like, what's that like? You've been living more in like, I mean, I don't know much. I've lived in like South Florida, New York City, San Francisco, now San Diego. I'm That's living good... in a couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Places, but you, you say Montana and, and I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means. So, but I know it's very <laughs> different than Boston. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I mean, Bozeman, Montana, I think like beautiful mountains. It's in a valley, but surrounded by beautiful mountains near Yellowstone National Park. If you've oh. been there or heard of there and then up kind of in the northwest part is Glacier. So it's a very mountainous place. It's very, you know, it's a very nice lifestyle. Like it's low stress and not a lot of people know about it. And it's just like a really cool community. Um, and then Boston. Yeah, Boston, I moved out for a job and it's a different, you know, I think I recognize like, I needed Montana is the most diverse place. And I just wanted to be around people of, of different backgrounds and different ideas. And I was like, I've done the suburb thing. I've done the like mid-sized country thing. Like let's go live in the city and see what that's like. Um, and it's been, it's been amazing. Boston's a fun town. There's a lot of cool neighborhoods with different pockets that are really interesting and, and have a different feel to them. And I'm a sucker for the brownstone brick buildings. Oh, so, me like, too. Yeah. Um, they're so nice, but I mean, that's quite a, I mean, that's quite a swath of the U S going from Florida to San Francisco to New York city. Like, has Four there been corners. one that, that you've enjoyed like the most, like where, where do you feel, have you picked up something from each of them? Like what? Yeah. I, I and I still miss Dina's still in New York and I miss New York so, so much. Uh, yeah. Best food in the world, far and away. Like, yeah. but I was very ready to leave also like a city, I really like Boston. I've only been a few times, but I loved it. But I felt like it was a it was much more manageable than New York. Yeah. I lived in New York for eight years and was literally like crawling by the like to get out yeah. of there. By the end, yeah. I was like, I can't do this for another day. San Francisco is the most beautiful city I've ever been to in my life. I can't believe I ever even lived there. And now, yeah, I'm just like sort of sailing in paradise here in San Diego. There you go. It sounds nice. Yeah, yeah we see the sun yeah. in the background, and it's just very dark and bleak in New York right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. No jealousy at all. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like your journey too. Like in my mind, this is making sense. Why, like your fitness journey has become more like at-home workouts and gym and thing you can do with weights because you went from like a place like yeah Montana where you could do a lot of things outdoors and hiking, and it was more sort of like activity based and now i mean is this is this accurate that like you sort of because you moved to a city you focused on more like workouts you could do at a gym or at home 
Uh, to some degree, like I was doing workouts there at, you know, in a gym when, and, and same here recently, I've been doing more at home stuff just because a lot of my, you know, the people that follow me are like, Hey, I can't go to my gym or most of the people don't even have access to the gym or may not have the income to go to a gym. So right. I want to make it accessible for those people as well. Um, and so I, I've been doing a lot more like home, home workout content recently because of people are asking for it. But I think the, the theme there that I, that I recognized was like, Montana is where I fell in love with like what highlighting what your body can do. And that's the purpose of the gym. Like we had a great gym there where everyone was very outdoorsy and it's just kind of the, the culture of the place. And like when it was, it wasn't a great day. Like it made sense that we were in there we were working on ourselves, but like if it was a nice day, no one was in there. And that's yeah. the whole point. <laughs> the whole point is to live in a smelly, you know, smelly gym lifting these fake rocks with, with handles, <laughs> on them. you know, like the, the purpose is to like, you know, ha have it so that your body doesn't limit you from being able to go and explore the outdoors or do what you want to do. And that that's kind of like has carried through without, you know, through to, to Boston. And that's, you know, whenever I'm working with somebody, that's what I make sure like we're talking about those goals, not just, hey, do you want to lose weight or get stronger? But like, what do you want to be able to do? Like, what, what lifestyle do you want to support? Um, you know, whether it's being with your kids as they grow older or like, maintaining your rec hockey league that you're doing in the winter and being healthy for that. But like, let's find something that like is not just being in the gym because it's easy to find that a futile, like Sisyphus style. Is that easy? Is he the one that rolled the rock up the hill? Sisyphus? Am I thinking of it correctly? <laughs> uh, we're probably the wrong people to ask. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. You know, the guy who rolls, up, rolls right. the rock up the hill and then yeah. only to have it fall back down and he has to roll it up again. Um, so, We'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff, but yeah, you mentioned um, your background in marketing and it definitely shows in your strategy with your TikTok. Do you have an ultimate goal that you want to accomplish with TikTok or are you kind of just seeing where it goes and where it takes you? Uh, we're kind of figuring that out. Um, I think, you know, there's, there's tactics to grow it as big as possible and there's tactics to build a, a like a really engaged audience. And um, I think I'd much rather build a really engaged audience and start to build, a, you know, kind of more of a contained following or, you know, I'm still working on like what the next step is, but I have a lot of people asking me for, of course, online programming or being part of an online community in some fashion. So I think it'll grow into that. I'm trying to find the right medium right now, but um, that's the ultimate goal is, is to, I mean, I think I'm learning so much and I just, I love learning. I mean, like I've learned so much about humanity just being on TikTok, like, totally. as I'm sure y'all have. Yeah. Um, I'd love to hear that. Like I don't want to make this all about me. I'm the Minnesotan me is blushing a little bit. Um, <laughs> but like I think you know I just want to keep learning, and it's 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 a I really enjoy having this commitment of putting something out daily, um, and then seeing if it hits, and it doesn't. And if it doesn't, at least I learn you know that that either the way I said it or the way to deliver it, it didn't, didn't resonate. And that's kind of not going to resonate with a broader audience when I, you know, bring out new ideas. So those are the primary drivers right now, but we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. What's really interesting. I sort of did exactly what you did on TikTok. It's, yeah. I had a, I have a personal account and then I tried to figure out the algorithm just cause I was so fascinated. So I started this very weird account with a very weird niche in elite TikTok. Oh yeah. I've heard about this. I checked it yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> So it, 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 it was amazing because it, it just grew so quickly. And now I've kind of gotten bored with it. But you were talking about seeing a different side of humanity. Most of the people who follow that account are teenagers and very young people. 
And it's so enlightening to see what the young people are doing because I don't have any relatives who are kind of in that age group. So I've kind of, it's kind of a void, but because of TikTok, I feel kind of hip and cool. Like I, I know what's going on. I learned what Roblox is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I learned, you know, a different language, like how they speak with you know, period and all of those things. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Uh, yeah. And that, like, I didn't even know about elite until you talked about it on the podcast. And I was like, like, this is, I, this has never come up on my TikTok page. Like no. there's so many different caves and alleys to this thing that you could never find unless people bring it to light. But what did you learn like from elite TikTok? Like one, why did you want to get into it? And what was interesting about it? And then like, what did you learn throughout the process? It basically came from a New York Times article and I was like, no one's reporting on this. And there were so many accounts. So it kind of just brought them all together. And that's kind of what led to the podcast, which is great. So it was a learning experience. I, I realized people wanted to be showcased was number yeah. one. And number two, it just kind of, you know, brought everyone together when TikTok is kind of so spread out. And then I kind of learned the algorithm. The the real thing is like you and you've done this perfectly is pick a niche like you know you have glutes and fitness and you know one thing and they really like that and I think they boost that um and then you have you know your engaged fans who come to your page and they know what what to expect right right and so uh, digging into elite tiktok because I'm fascinated like each each page is a different item right like an orange or like I'm soap or I'm and then I like <laughs> yeah. you watch the life of soap or a lamp or whatnot right are they exactly. consolidating to like the, I'm the official soap or like the, the original oh, yeah. orange, like is oh, that going yeah. on? There's sometimes there's fights, you know, if there's an or an official orange and then there's like official orange too, then sometimes they get mad because they're like, no, I was the first orange or something. Wow. So yeah, there's a lot of that that goes on. But as a, as a trend inside of TikTok, it is dying out a bit, but it, it was, it was fun while it lasted. And there's definitely still accounts that are going strong. So yeah. You should start a soap account. You should try, try it out. <laughs> See if it goes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we can come up with that. <laughs> Going back to fitness, I was wondering your opinion. I see a lot of dramatic weight loss videos on TikTok. I don't know if you see those or are exposed to them, but what are your thoughts on on that kind of thing? Um, I think a, a lot of them are great stories. Like I, I generally prefer them over the like I there's a there's a bunch of people who will claim what they're putting out is where they what got them to where they are physically or aesthetically and it's not true and they're doing it to sell something or they're doing it to to build an audience around a a, a belief and I, I love i love the you know the weight loss videos that are like hey this is how i did it it may not be perfect like if it helps you that's awesome but this is you know my mindset and how I did it and like the challenges I saw. I love that storytelling and I like it generally more than the other side of fitness TikTok. Um, I haven't seen any negative sides to it. Have you seen any, I don't know, what's your take? Um, I don't know. I think there's a side to, you know, people thinking it's kind of easier than it is. Cause in a 60 wow. second video, if you see someone who's lost 200 pounds, like, I don't know if that would lead to a teenager, you know, maybe kind of doing it incorrectly, but you know, I'm hopeful because there's accounts like yours where you show how to how to do things the right way. So it makes me a little nervous sometimes if people can take it out of context, but I'm fascinated by them and I think it's sure. it's great like it you know to show such a 
successful journey. It's, it's really, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, I could see, I could see how that, you know, might come across and the, the ones I'm probably more frustrated with are the ones And if you look at the top fitness hashtags, they're, they're the ones that do the best, but they, they prey on insecurities and they, they sell you something wrong on that idea. And the biggest one we see, which hasn't been backed by science and not to say it's, it, it isn't what happens or isn't what, you know, what's possible, but this whole concept of spot reduction of saying like, if I have jiggly arms, if I do tricep extensions, I'll lose fat right here. And what the research shows is that's just not how we lose fat. And, you know, it, one, it's preying on this insecurity that you should be ashamed of having fat there, ashamed of having, you know, fat, your certain, certain parts of your body. And then two of these people are being set up, you know, with, information that's going to lead them in the wrong direction or not necessarily help them accomplish the thing that they're now, you know, feeling insecure about. Um, and that, that's the, that's what I very, very much so dislike about fit talk. Um, and it's unfortunate that those are some of the top trending videos. They're like kind of, yeah. And it's just, it's what I fight every day when I'm working with clients, just like this ton of misinformation Mm -hmm. that people want to believe is the easy way. And, you know, is the like conceptually simple way. Um, but it just isn't true. And, and I have, I walk in, it takes, sometimes it takes me months for people to kind of un, unwire that from them and say like, no, this is, this is how the body works. And I don't even know if that should be our goal. Maybe our goal should be something about performance related because right. aesthetically somebody else can have an opinion about you and totally destroy your confidence in what you've done. Whereas a number on a barbell or a strength lift or getting stronger is something that is is um objective like you can't you can't argue that you're getting stronger or you're feeling you know feeling the way you're doing so that's the kind of stuff i work with um and it's i see both sides of that fit talk you know yeah that's what i love like your content from the very beginning and i feel like you sort of always reiterate this in a lot of your videos is like you are talking about the glutes because and like you mentioned this before they really are such an important part of just like the strength of your body. Like I, and it, that to me, honestly, when you explained that in your videos, it was like the first time I ever heard that. And like the first time I ever, it made sense to me. And like, yeah, sitting all day can be really damaging and strengthening your glutes can help your back feel better. It can help your ankles, like your knees, like all this stuff that it is. It's like you, we come from this world of, I'm just like, oh, anybody working on their glutes just sort of wants to look like Kim Kardashian, right? Like that's all it is. But like, I I love that. Yeah. You're coming at it from this different way of like educating and like actually getting behind the science of it and how this can help you be healthy, not just look a certain way. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's been, that's what I've loved about the process too, is before I when I'm creating the video or before I'm stopping, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like this could go out to thousands of people and some of them may be a 16 year old who's encountering, you know, health advice for the first time. Like, are they going to leave feeling empowered or ashamed or are they going to, you know, and having that conscious check of like, all right, if I'm new and I'm seeing this for the first time, is this going to leave me in a better state feeling about myself or point me in a direction that's going to help? Or is it, or is it going to make me feel bad about who I am, you know? And, um, and it's, it's not always clear, right? It's a little bit of a gray area. Right. Um, but I, I always like to do that. And especially when I'm talking about changes in aesthetics, like, uh, you notice like in a lot of my videos, I say, well, you can, you can gain, you can gain body fat here or you can lose it, you know, like not to, not to always harp on like 
the the variable that you have to play here is losing weight, right? Not overemphasizing on that, but maybe the healthier thing is actually to gain weight and get stronger and you know have have more you know body fat on you because there is a, a healthy amount of it that you know is optimal that kind of thing. So yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's but I, I think about it a lot and I'm very careful with my word choice around it. Glad you noticed it. Uh, that makes me that yes. makes me happy. Yes, and it resonated with me too. Like I'm freaking too old for TikTok, 31 years old. And it was the first time I heard like, hey, <laughs> like your glutes are a really important part of your body strength. So yeah. educating me. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll get to a little bit more of fitness talk in the next section, yeah. but we want to wrap up this section asking what does your For You page look like? So it doesn't have to be fitness people, just what type of content is on your For You page? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because a lot of it, like I don't, I, the only people I follow are, uh, I've used that kind of as another marketing avenue to highlight our other accounts that I think are putting out really good information. So the accounts I follow right now are uh, three nutrition focused accounts, because that's not my lane that, you know, deserves experts and they're three, you know, certified um, nutritionists that pr- are putting out really good content that's like backed by science and like focuses on food positive, like healthy relationships mm-hmm. with food. So I get a lot of their content because I, I, you know, I follow them and then the three I follow. And then at, of course, a lot of fit, you know, general fitness, uh, fitness TikTok. But um, lately it's been a lot of monolith TikTok <laughs> around this monolith that popped up yes. on BLM land. <laughs> um, so I, for some reason, I'm very fascinated about that. I've dug into it quite a bit. Um, there's a, I get a lot of comedy TikTok because I just, that's why I go there. I want to be put in a good mood. Yeah. That's why I go to TikTok. Um, what else has been popping up? Um, a lot of political roasting, which I don't necessarily care to have in my for you page, but I, I tend to watch it. So it sticks in there. Right. Um, and yeah, just the random, random mishmash of other stuff. But, um, what about you guys? Yeah. Mine's, mine's mostly comedy as you can probably tell just from yeah. <laughs> what, what we talk about on the podcast. But yeah, wait, you mentioned you have done improv before too, right? Yeah, so in Montana, I was teaching in a theater for a couple of years. Um, yeah. I started that at a college, and that, that definitely helps with the TikTok stuff. But that was, you know, another another similar avenue of like um, teaching people at this point in their life where they want to change something or like take on a new endeavor, and it's like wrapped in fear. Um, and that's what I loved about improv, and I loved about teaching improv was there's people and they're they're going to improv and they're finding it because they want something more out of their life. But that's such a big, like, it's such a scary step. You're going to, I mean, I'm going to be up on stage, you know, without any content and I'm going to get a suggestion from the audience and then I have to perform on it. Like, whoa. But if you walk them through that process and get them comfortable there, then they start to say like, whoa, that was my biggest fear. Like, what else am I afraid of that mm-hmm. I should start knocking down, you know, and or that I just was afraid of because I never addressed it or never worked on it. So that's what really drew me into improv. I liked teaching improv more than I liked doing improv by the end of it. Um, <laughs> and I'm not currently do it in Boston, but that was that was a fun chapter. Now we'll move to talk about fitness TikTok. And I kind of want to expand it to nutrition TikTok because I did look at who you were following. And you, as you said, it was only three people. So I'd love to shout them out because they are great. I actually, from your page, I went to their page awesome. and love them all. So the first one is at Leanne underscore Ward underscore nutrition. And she's this great Australian nutritionist who gives food tips and she answers a lot of comments to her videos. So she has a great community that she's super engaged with. So uh, she's fantastic. How did you find her? 
Um, I was, I was, I knew I was going to do, like, I was getting a lot of nutrition questions and I was, you know, and I'd gone live a couple times and mm. people kept asking me how much protein should I be eating? How many calories? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, look guys, I know the general, like, obviously, you know, having some background and I know the general advice, but like, this is a whole lane that you should, yeah. you should, you know, you should consume content from an expert on, um, cause it's a whole different avenue. And so I did a lot of searching, checked out a lot of pages, you know, read some blog posts on like top 10 nutritionists on there. Um, and uh, those are three that I really liked that were constantly putting out good, high quality content. There was nothing that I saw like conflicted with the research I'd encountered. Um, and they and they all focused on like a good relationship with food and not always being in this constant mindset of like, you should l eat this to lose weight or eat this to cut body fat. Like it's like, they're big on intuitive eating and eating for health and eating for happiness and eating for sustainability, not necessarily eating for aesthetic reasons. And like, as somebody who's battled with that in the past, I was like, yeah, this is, this is the stuff I want to, you know, promote and partner with. So that then I, I created a page that kind of had a little bit of a clickbaity hook to it. I was like, you know, this is what you should consume if you want to grow big glutes and it's not a particular type of food, but it's content from these pages. And, yeah, and that. so that's, that's kind of how I used it. And the next one is happystronghealthy.rd. And then the third one, just to shout uh, her out, is chicago.dietitian. So everyone, I think, should check them out. And I'm so glad that, yeah, you are following them. And, you you know, you could kind of go to your page as this kind of one-stop shop for nutrition and glutes. And I really yeah. love that. Yeah. yeah. Next stop is, like, injury and rehab. Because that's another one I get a lot of is yeah. people, like, They'll drop a comment and be like, well, I, I have a bulging disc and I have, you know, this like very kind of extreme like body, um, you know, injury going on. Like, what should I do for my glutes? And I'm like, this is a whole other, like, uh, yeah. this is a whole other lane of like PT and like work with a PT, like it's worth the money. And um, so I'm still working on finding, uh, you know, a couple pages for that avenue. And there, there might be something around mindset too, if there's, um, you know, if I keep getting more questions around that, because a lot of people ask about motivation and goal setting. So I'm looking for some good pages. So if anybody's listening to this and like thinks they're doing a stellar job, hit me up. Let me know. I love that. It's like, and that's what's cool. We've heard from a lot of creators, like it's more than just connecting with their audience. They're also connecting with other creators and then like sharing each other's content, promoting each other's content. Like there's just this whole ecosystem on there that's really like mutually beneficial. Yeah. Like Mrs. Space Cadet, like Hook me up. Let's hang out. Let's do a yes. fit. Let's do it. Yeah, She was like, oh, I'd do a collab house. And I was like, dang, I'd do a collab house. <laughs> like, oh, I, I would seen watch it that. But I think like, like I love her content, like mm -hmm. the, the vulnerability, the journey, the like what she's working towards, the mindset, plus the, just like the humor of it. Like yeah. Yeah. she's, she's like, like I aspire to be at that level of just like personable relatability with my content. Like I, I loved it. Um, so massive shout out to, if you're listening Space Cadet, massive shout out. You're doing, you're doing amazing things. There was a, a, another account, my friend Dara, who's a fitness coach actually in LA. She sent me today, it was on Pop Sugar Fitness and it's basically a pole merman and it's fitness because I mean, the pole workout is like you have to have an amazing wow. core for that. So he basically his his handle is at Juan Bui, 
And um, he basically is in a mermaid outfit and on a pole and he does incredible things with his body. So it's it's less of kind of a how-to fitness type thing, but he definitely showcases like really what you can do with fitness and, and your core strength. So you could check check that one out as well. Yeah, check that one out. Yeah. Yeah, that was a cool one. I, I also like there's one account, her handle's at Chronic Dancer. And I found her because she just like, she basically just dances a lot to like 90s pop music, which, yeah, obviously that would come up on my For You page at some point. But she's a dance instructor, I think, in New York. And so it's cool because she'll, you know, obviously, yes, once again, like the pandemic has sort of put fitness just in your home now. So right. she usually teaches dance classes, but she's been doing these like really cute, easy little dances uh, on TikTok that like you can pick up yourself. And so she'll be like, hey, like TikTokers do this dance with me. And oh, that's great. It's always to like NSYNC or something. So it's super fun. Yeah, that's the time. I mean, that's the way to do it. right? Yeah. Like that's that's the way to TikTok right there. Yeah. Yeah. Who so who are like some of your like, I guess we spoke about like the nutritionist. Do you have any any other favorite creators that you want to mention? Yeah, I, I mean, in the fitness space, um, the uh, Tim Theodore, Theod, I always see this is I don't I don't always remember his direct name because I remember his handle and he just pops up. Uh, it's like Timmy Theodone. I might send it to you so you can link it in the past. But great. he's 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 done a great job at like building um, the strength community and building like lifting TikTok and like doing it in in a good way that's like cutting through the BS. But all, he's just also like really great with his audience and he does a lot of like respond to comments and that stuff like that. And he's funny and. He's kind of the whole TikTok package. Like oh, he's another cool. one where I'm like, he's 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 blowing up pretty quick. Uh, then outside of that, PD USA, you come across him. Oh, PD is that the guy who comes like multiple PDs? Yeah, and he has oh, like yeah. this long beard. Oh he yeah, has, like this phenomenal like line of comedy. Oh that, like, wait, yeah, I'm a huge PD fan. <laughs> there I, you go. I just put that up. That yeah. Is- he is 100% my sense of humor. I, I love, love PD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watch all his videos and I, I don't get like it's like it's like an alien dropped some new type of comedy <laughs> on earth and I don't get how it works but it works. Yeah. Like it works. Um and he's and it's he just like he puts a ton of time in his videos and they're really well crafted yeah. and really well edited and it's like whoa, game recognized game. Oh. Um his Mariah Carey video, I think that was the last one I saw. It was so good. There's just seven PDs, like, oh, yeah. oh my god, them. I love it. Or the Anne Hathaway Museum. Welcome to Anne Hathaway. Oh, hey, look, it's Anne Hathaway. Is that Anne Hathaway? Oh, wow, it's Anne Hathaway, an abstract painting of Anne Hathaway. You're like, what? How? It's so good. Oh, I'm so happy um, you mentioned him. Yes. And then another one that's just a classic that I'll go back to all the time to search for his new videos palmer trolls he kind of mm. trolls the trolls in a sense so he'll like find brands that post content like uh, you know nbc or sprint and they'll post stuff on their facebook and then like trolls will respond to yeah. the to the post and comment and he'll like create a fake profile as that brand yeah. and he's kind of like, like the voice of what the brand wants to say if it could 
you know, directly like respond to the troll without having a PR nightmare. And I'm like, you, yes. like I'm just like, you are the voice of, you are the voice of the anti troll troll right now. Yeah, <laughs> he comes too. up on my for you page a lot and he started doing fake ads as well. And then he starts acting as the brands too. And then trolls, the Karens and, you know, people who complain about wearing masks in stores. Like, I don't know yeah. how he gets away with it, but it okay. makes for incredible. Content. Likewise. I'm like, do you have a bunch of lawsuits on your hand or like, <laughs> <laughs> what like how do you i don't know if your patreon is fighting all those like legal battles for you but i hope i hope you're making out right you know yeah definitely he's a great one are there any other ones um not that i can you know not that i directly go back to um i feel like i go through cycles with a lot of them as i'm yeah. sure y'all do mm-hmm. um they hit their stride and they're you know they have their moment and they they have their trend and then i kind of forget about them but those are those are something i go back to often um yeah. What about you? Any 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 new ones that you're really excited about? Um, we have Davis who um, oh, yeah. is going to come on the pod soon. I think Davis Burleson, and he does some great comedy videos, so you should check him out. Okay. And then I'd have to add Michael Burke, uh, of course, oh, I found him because of Too Old. And like, yeah. wow, what a what a ray of sunshine. Like, I was right? like, this guy just puts me in a better mood. And like, uh, I'll watch his videos if I'm feeling down now. Like, he's... I love it. And he's funny and he's hitting on the moment. And he gets it. Yeah. yeah. I hope he gets a TV show like tomorrow because I can totally. watch him all day. He's so talented. Yeah. Oh, I would have thought he was like when I first started watching his videos, I was like, have I seen this guy on a show somewhere or like he's yeah, he's he's got it. I don't know what it is, but he's got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I feel like so many of the creators I like to have and have a background in improv comedy and it, I was shocked to sort of hear that a lot of them are just improvising on TikTok like I I don't know I assumed that they were thinking out the content content more there was a script to it they planned what they were going to say but a lot of people say like no they just sort of turn it on and improvise and like that right. ends up being awesome yeah and to not and once they if and, and, and like true respect to them if they film it and then like ship the first like the first draft like that's commitment i mean that's true improv commitment right there right it's wild um all right so we'll move on now to the lightning round which at this point i don't don't know why we're really calling it a lightning round but we just put together a handful of questions and you can sort of just throw back answers quick stuff these are a little all over the place for you. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, all right. First one. Um, what's your number one piece of fitness advice? Find why. Like figure out why you want to do it and make it a reason that's driven by you and not somebody else. I love that answer. Love that. <laughs> okay. What is your number one TikTok advice? Find your niche. Um yeah, I guess I only get one. I wanted to do like three or four there. Uh, find your niche, like, right. Um, and it's okay if you have to start over pages and start over with content. Um, yeah. And and that been my recommendation is don't try and take the same account and, you know, cycle through a couple niches because TikTok's very, very, at least the way I understand the algorithm that ranks your profile very early on as far as authority goes. And it's harder to build an audience if you haven't, you know, performed so well off the bat, but that may, may not be your goal. Like find the thing that you can you can talk about every day like Mm -hmm. that's that's i think the key interesting are peaches your favorite fruit (laughs) no watermelon (laughs) watermelon like 
uh, yeah, I, I <laughs> like frequently will like come home with a you know quarter of watermelon and eat it. <laughs> like I just love it. I don't know. Peaches are great, but more for content. Yeah. And this question is a selfish question because I want to know um, what's the best mask to wear when working out. Um, so I find that the actual like classic blue masks with, uh, with the, you know, your, your standard that most everybody has is probably the best way to go. I've experimented with buffs too. Those kind of work, but they fall down. Um, there's actually a lot of people, they're like making these kind of silicone cones you can put over like your nose and mouth that like at least keep the mask. It still covers you and you still have coverage, but it keeps the mask off your mouth. So you're not inhaling it mm-hmm. those seem to be one of the better ways to go and then i know like under armor is putting out some some fitness masks that people like as well but it's always a it's kind of a personal preference for different people yeah all right so the last question actually ties in pretty nicely with the first question where do you yeah. get your inspiration from uh, where do i get my inspiration i'd say like you know seeing people like do something they didn't think they could that's the biggest one like that's when I'm, and, you know, that's what I'm happiest is just like if somebody if I am working with somebody in a gym and they're like, oh, I never could do that. And then three months later, they're doing it with ease or like they're doing it handily. Like, yeah, that's cool. That's 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 what I love. I love that, too. I sort of back to what we were saying, how I've moved around to these weird places. It's like that's one of the main things I think about. Like, I never thought I never thought I was going to leave the East Coast. The fact that like I have a whole new life out here, I constantly am like, you can do anything. Like you started your life over time and time again and like you're fine. You know, like, yeah, I think that's the coolest feeling to realize like you're capable of so much. Like you could drop Melissa anywhere and she can make friends, (laughs) figure out how to do it, find the apartment, get the best deals on food, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's an awesome feeling. That's really cool. All right plug time let us know what you're working on let us know all your handles anything you want to promote cool yeah pretty basic uh at peach club on tiktok no space just an underscore well we can't do spaces but uh it's a peach underscore club uh and then on instagram it's peach club but two underscores uh because the first one was already taken and instagram was great a little late in the game but those are the two we got right now uh and that's where i'm putting most of my time in the future there might be more but that's where you can find me Well, thank you so much for taking the time and for listening to the podcast and for being a fan. We're so appreciative of your support and you being on here. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for giving me a platform to talk about TikTok because, as you know, like nobody around me wants to talk about it. (laughs) I hope someday, like after this pandemic's over, we can have like a too old, like, you know, mastermind or like, you know, hang out with all these cool people you're having on the podcast. So thanks for doing what you're doing. And like, like I said in the beginning, super impressed. Like I know it takes a lot of time outside of the the paying job to get this done. So love the podcast and, and keep it up. Oh, thanks, Justin. Yeah, we, me and Dina are like at this point we're joking. Like we just are finding people that who will talk about TikTok with us. Like that's <laughs> the idea of this entire podcast is no none of our friends yeah. will talk to us anymore. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. we, right. yeah, yeah, and we. I really do hope one day post-pandemic we can all get together it'd be sweet just, like yeah. that'd be a cool room yeah yeah right it'd be a super weird super cool room <laughs> right but it would work and there'd be a lot of improv <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yes, yes. Awesome. Thanks so much. Um, so yeah, you can find we'll be posting plenty of Peach Clubs content on our Instagram, too old for TikTok pod, number two, number four. We've also will be posting it on our blog, too old for TikTok.com. As always, remember to rate, review, and subscribe if you like the podcast. And thanks so much for listening. Thank you. Boo.